0: Fantasy Football Frenzy.
1: Welcome back, everybody. It is Fantasy Football Frenzy. What's Gucci? Here in Studio 34 in Manhattan. On the Sports Grid Network. You can find us on Zumo TV on the Sports Grid Network. Channel 719. Check it out. Obviously, we're on YouTube as well. But of course, let me welcome in the crew. We got Fantasy Taz, Jim Day back today. He was out yesterday, but here he is, the man, the myth, the legend, Jim Day.
2: Hey guys, how you doing? Uh, Glad to be back and looking forward to getting into some week three action, some crazy stuff going on.
1: Yeah, a lot lot of news, a lot of injuries. Uh, And of course, we're here to break it down. And that includes George Kurtz, my man, George Kurtz. What's going on today, brother?
3: How you doing, guys? Always happy to be here. Talk a little fantasy football on a Wednesday.
1: On a Wednesday. It's hump day. And uh, <laughs> you know, we did the t- we did the week two recap thing. That's what we do on Monday. Hey, Chris, I'll let, let me tell you waivers. something,
2: Chris. Yep. when when you're my size and my age, every day is hump day, buddy. Every day
1: is hump day for gym day. There you have it. Right there. <laughs> All right. All right. Well. I guess it's hump day every day, but today is a hump day for everybody else. Uh, And, you know, I want to do, yesterday we were trying to do waivers. We really didn't get into, me and George, you know, the time flies. Uh, We talked about all the news. We didn't really talk about waivers that much, but we listed some guys. So I want to go over that a little bit, and I also want to give you some buy or sell guys. Play a little buy or sell here today as well. But, of course, first, a lot of news out there right now. Uh, And one of the most recent ones I'm seeing is, Matt LaFleur wants to even up the touches between Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. And uh, the person who wrote this also said they're starting not to believe in LaFleur as a coach because he did this with Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis. Uh, And obviously, Derrick Henry deserved more touches to be the the lead back. Uh, And Aaron Jones is the better back in Green Bay, but still wants Jamal Williams involved. What do you make of this Jim day?
2: Oh, I think it's going to be crazy for uh, fantasy owners all year. It's Yeah, I'm still a believer in Jones. I still think he's the better back, but I just think we're going to see more and more of this from coaches as they don't want their guys getting 300 touches a year, trying to keep them fresh as much as they can. And, you know, let's face it, Belichick's been doing it for years. Why aren't these other people catching on? Belichick's the one winning the championships. If I was everybody else, I'd be doing the same thing as he. I'd get three or four weapons in the backfield and just use them as I need them.
1: Makes sense, but the thing is, for fantasy that sucks owners, for
2: fantasy, yes, yeah. I agree. <laughs> and you know, this is just going to push us right back into everybody screaming the no, no running back uh, rule for drafting is huge, and it's going to be huge again when we deal with this next year.
1: Yeah, it will be. Uh, I mean, running backs. This is why I kind of like. I feel like we. A lot of people, but especially me, I know that I've hopped off taking running backs early in a lot of drafts. I try to switch it up, but they're just, you know, they're, they're hard to find true bell cows. You're only getting them at the beginning of the draft. And even then, I mean, look at the top three picks right now. Alvin Kamara lost his quarterback. I feel like his value dropped a little bit because of that. Christian McCaffrey might lose his quarterback this week, and he's just been ineffective. Saquon Barkley is yeah, having a change may, of he, guard.
2: Wait, he may Christian McCaffrey may get a bonus in <laughs> volume with this quarterback coming in yeah. because you know it, it may get him more involved. Let's say, he can't play any worse than Cam did.
1: That's true. I mean, Cam has been awful this year so far. So that's true. I mean, he needs to get himself right, or you know, this could be good for fantasy owners. You might be right, but like we, like I said, running backs, it's tough. It's tough out there. So you know. That's why you don't really want to pay up for too many of them. I don't like going running back, running back, running back in the first three rounds for this reason. But I digress. James Conner looks to be ready for week three. That's good news for James Conner owners and Pittsburgh Steelers, of course. Uh, Shanahan hinted that Jeff Wilson is the preferred red zone running back. Uh, I'm not quite sure how he hinted at that, but Jeff Wilson, there's three running backs there now. And Tevin Coleman's going to come back eventually. I mean, I know a lot of people, I've seen Tevin Coleman out in the waiver wires, but, you know, this, who do you trust here? You, you got Morstead looked great last week. He was like RB2, RB3. Uh, Brita looked good as well. I mean, anybody, any running back in the system does well. Shanahan does well with them. But what do you make of this situation in San Francisco now? If Jeff Wilson's going to be a red zone threat, George, uh, you know, who's the guy to own here? Or is there a guy to own here?
3: Oh, it's three. frustrating. I mean, you guys just talked about it. It's frustrating in most of the uh, places we're going to go talk about, right? They all have uh, more than one back. Or oh, this guy's going to be the short yardage guy. This guy's going to be the the twenties uh, guy. That's just the way it is. This guy's going to catch the ball. This guy's the first and second down guy. It's it's like this all throughout the NFL. It's uh, almost like it's a it's a game of trying to guess right here. Uh, listen, I still rather have Breida because I'm not going to count on a rushing touchdown. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's going to happen most weeks or a shot at it, but he's not going to get 16 touchdowns, one a game, right? No, very, very few uh, running backs get that. So I'm not going to bank on that week in and week out. Gets mm-hmm. bad teams, but a good matchup. Sure. Maybe then I would, if I had to only choose one out of Wilson Breida and I had them both, maybe then I'd go to Wilson, but I'm going to take them with uh, definitive points and go with the better player. And in my mind, that's Breida.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Breida to me is the best back there. Uh, Morstead looks good. I, like I said, uh, I think anybody could really look good here. But you got three running backs. I honestly think that in this situation, most cases I would say get, take the lead runner and forget the rest. But like, I, I, I think all three should possibly be owned here in most leagues, unless you're in a shallower, shallower league. Um, I would own all three if I can, uh, at least as backup, some of these guys. Jeff Wilson, Raheem Morstead. I mean, you could even plug in Raheem Morstead. I mean, he was RB2, RB3 last week. So uh, there's a lot of fantasy gold in San Francisco right now, including Debo Samuel, which we'll get to. I want to do a little buy or sell with that. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey Jeffrey is currently day-to-day. David Njoku not practicing. We saw him get a zero uh, on uh, Monday Night Football, uh, and that's because of the concussion. Darnold uh, targeting a week five return from Mono. C.J. Anderson cut from the Lions. There's a lot going on. And Bruce Arians says the balls will come for O.J. Howard, another buy or sell candidate we got to get into because... He has, he's been way underwhelming. He's actually been one of the worst tight ends in the league so far uh, in terms of the production because it hasn't been there. So all these news and more coming up. A lot of injuries to talk about. But what do you make of that, that one, uh, Jim Day? Bruce Arians says the balls will come for O.J. Howard. You're still on the O.J. Howard bandwagon or are you selling him?
2: Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm fastly trying to get off that thing while it's rolling.
1: Trying to get off. Jim Day trying to get off the O.J. Howard train. All right. Understandable. We'll, we'll be just right back. We're trying to get off. <laughs> we'll be right back. Fantasy Football Frenzy on a Wednesday. Jim Day, George Curtis, your boy, the closer Chris Ventra.
0: DailyRoto.com.
2: I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible.
4: Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. andro400.com.
0: Game time decisions. I would expect Hill to be a bigger Excellent part point. of this offense right now moving forward. He already got on the field. We saw last week. They took True Breeze out of the red zone a couple of times, even. You know, they were on the five-yard line. Hey Breeze, you're out. Hill is in. Sort of CFL style. If Bridgewater struggles and really struggles, they might say, you know what? Let's just give Hill a chance here. But I think Hill is better in the small doses that we see him in. Weekdays, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Sumo TV, channel 719. Uh oh! Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Julie. Hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on! I know you can hear me, Mike. 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 What day is it, Mike? <laughs> hump day. Leslie. Guess what today is?
5: It's Hump Day. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>! <laughs> Ronnie, how happy are folks who save
3: hundred? Shout of out
1: to the, the pit, Brian, Alex, everybody downstairs, hitting it up on the ones and two, twos. It is Hump Day here on Fantasy Football Frenzy. And I want to get into the waivers. I know a lot of waivers went through today, but there's still a lot of waivers that are going to go through tonight and tomorrow morning. Um, About half my league still have to do waivers, so I'm sure there's people who need help with that. But let's start with you, Jim Day. I want to know, since you weren't here yesterday, who are some of your top waiver ads heading into week three?
2: Oh, man. Um, Well, I, I definitely think that Darwin Thompson would be one. I know a few people dropped him. Uh, I'd have to say that, uh, Jalen, Jalen Samuels would be right up there for me. Uh, Raheem Mostert, of course, but he might probably be owned by now, but if not, definitely him, I think both Kansas city receivers at this point, Demarcus Robinson and McCole Hardman, if he's still out there, uh, should definitely be owned. I like Nelson Aguilar with the injuries to the, uh, Eagles wide receivers, uh, Debo Samuel may very well end up being the number one, or at least the number one B, to Marquise Goodwin yep. in San Francisco. So I think he's definitely a must add. Uh, look at this point, I'd say add James Washington. Look, I'm done with Dante Moncrief. He has looked just terrible. I don't know if it's a finger, if it's just whatever, if it's just him. Maybe right. I'm done backing these underdogs. But Dante Moncrief has looked like crap, and the you know the whole preseason we all said, oh James Washington looked great, but he's only doing it with Rudolph as the quarterback. He's not doing it with Ben. Well, now Rudolph is the quarterback and these guys seem to have a rapport together. I wouldn't be surprised at all if they move Washington over and he becomes the next guy. Uh, So I would definitely take a chance on him right now, but you got to wonder how good this offense is going to be. It was terrible under Ben. Does, does Rudolph pick it up and, and elevate it again? That's what we need to find out.
1: Well, he did okay when he came in, but let's see how he does with an actual start under his belt. Um, you're right, though, uh, how quickly things change. Moncrief was the favorite heading into the season now. You know, everybody's fading Moncrief. I don't own Moncrief anywhere, but this is the danger of investing into a team. I was actually speaking to Spit and Speeds' Dane Martinez the other day, and um, shout out to him. He was saying, you know, I invested heavily into James Washington and Dante Moncrief and a lot of the Steelers. The problem with that is if you do that a lot in a lot of your leagues and even in the same draft when something like this happens, it take everyone takes a hit and it could hurt your entire team.
2: Diversification. What's that? <laughs> diversification, That's right. something like anticipation, but diversification. diversification. I got you. You gotta got to have you got to spread it out, guys. We talked about that all preseason. Don't put all your freaking monkeys in one barrel. You got to spread it out, uh, especially if you're playing a lot of leagues because if like he was saying, like Speeds was saying, if you heavily invest in one group and that group just doesn't do anything, all your leagues go kaput at one time. Yeah, Spread them out. You know, I can't say that enough.
1: Yeah, you want to spread it because then you spread yourself thin if you don't, and uh, you're pretty much doomed in a lot of leagues. If you have a lot of leagues, you want to diversify the portfolio, like he said. And now I'm understanding why you're saying pick up Darwin Thompson because I was like, wait, Damian Williams, Lashawn McCoy, they're a little banged up, but it looks like they both were going to play. But Damian Williams is not practicing today. So Darwin Thompson, there, there you have it for that ad right there. That makes sense. Um, and I want to get into Damian Williams in a little while. But here's some bad news on the Chiefs. Left tackle Eric Fisher will undergo sports hernia surgery and be sideline multiple weeks. That's the left tackle. That's possibly the most important position on the O-line. So that's not good for the likes of Pat Mahomes, but well, he'll still do his thing. It's Pat Mahomes, you know? Like, he just moves around. He's evasive. He's a special QB, like we've said before. So, uh, you mentioned most of those top-wave ads. I want to clean it up with, with George here. I don't know if you mentioned Frank Gore. I know a lot of people picking up Frank Gore with Devin Singletary not practicing today. Um, you know, he might miss this week. It's a pretty good matchup, a soft matchup against Cincinnati Bengals uh, that the Bills have. So... Gore's going to get a lot of touches in that game. I think that's a pretty decent pickup right there.
2: We mentioned Actually, Jeff- to, to go one past that, TJ Yeldon may very Yeldon. well be too, because he might be the one involved in the passing game. And again, in PPR, you want those passing backs a little bit more than Gore. Gore is absolutely tied into having any va- fantasy value he has to score. Otherwise, he's going to have a hard time breaking double digits, even in a good matchup. Uh, we haven't seen him break 100 yards in a while. Yeah, So that that's a, a little bit concerning to me, but whereas TJ Yeldon could easily see four or five catches right out of the gate and, and get you those double digit points. Right. Uh, I think a little quicker without having the score. So that's all I'm saying.
1: Yeah, no, that, that's true. That's the classic, you know, lead runner who doesn't catch passes, Frank Gore, who has the low floor and a touch. He's, you know, he may, his day is made or broken by a touchdown. And, you know, you have Yeldon, who's the pass catcher in PPR leagues. He's probably a pretty good option right here as a in the interim, though. Because, you know, Singletary looks like he'll just miss this week, maybe next week, and he'll be back soon enough. It's not like this guy's going to go on the IR anytime soon. So Yeldon's not a long-term pickup, but, you know, Yeldon could be useful this week. Uh, pretty interesting DFS play, too, both of these guys, but we'll see. I don't think the ceilings are too high either way, though. Um, we did talk about yesterday, George Nelson Aguilar as a pickup. Now there's another one where it's not really a long-term pickup, but for the next couple of weeks, he might have a lot of value here because, you know, you got Jeffrey day to day right now. Deshaun Jackson's definitely missing this week and probably the week after. So what do you, you, you said yesterday you like Aguilar, right? As a pickup for this week and maybe next week as well.
3: Yeah, I mean he has value, the slot guy there. Uh, Jeffrey's day to day. Jackson's out, as you mentioned this week, probably next week as well. Is uh, you have to forgive him for what he did Sunday night. He did drop in the walk in touchdown. Uh, he should have caught yeah. the ball. He didn't. Such so his life, you move on. But someone's got to catch the ball there. It really comes down to that uh, that scenario. It's not all going to go to Zach Gertz. You know, it's, you can go deeper too. You want to go take a white side? Uh, I can see that as well. At uh, deeper leagues, probably at least twelve team, if not fourteen, sixteen league, team leagues to go that far. And I would probably need Jeffrey to, uh, be out there. But uh, this is still a passing team. They're going to throw the football, and Aguilar has had big games in the past. I don't think they're going to hold Sunday against him, like or anything like silly like that. So yes, I think Aguilar is a pickup here. I know I put it a bid form in one league. My waivers don't run until tonight, so we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think the, the money I'm hearing. We were talking down in the pit with the BFFs and everything, and you know 6%, six percent, six seven percent on Aguilar. You don't want to spend too much because you don't know. Like, this could just be a fill-in guy for for the interim, and and it's not going to be something that you're going to have all year long if, you know, Jeffrey is healthy by next week. Deshaun Jackson comes back in two weeks. You know, Aguilar takes a back seat. But um, for the interim, it could be a guy to, to fill in. Another guy, Devin Smith, who looked good on the Cowboys last week. They got another cupcake matchup against Miami, which their secondary is absolutely awful. It gets torched. Uh, so, Devin Smith could have a big week. Randall Cobb could have another big week. Uh, but I'm sure in a lot of leagues, Randall Cobb is owned. But that's something to think about. If you're a Ma- Michael Gallup owner, I think Devin Smith is definitely something that makes sense for, you know, for the time being. Uh, for this week, especially against Miami. I just worry against this game in Miami for Dallas that they're just going to feed Zeke all day. And they're not going to have to throw the ball very much at all. So, that's the one thing I'm in terms of the passing game I would be worried about. But uh, some other guys, D.J. Chark, who probably should be owned at this point. Uh, D.J. Chark's still getting it done. Had another big week, week two. He's actually one of the top wide receivers in terms of fantasy points in the league right now. Uh, Debo Samuel, we mentioned that guy, is probably going to end up being the wide receiver one on the San Francisco 49ers team. Pettis has completely faded away. Once again, he did not get more targets. Uh, and like we said, miko Hardman, Demarcus Robinson on the Chiefs. Marcus Goodwin isn't a bad pickup, I think, in deeper leagues. He had a touchdown last week. He had, uh, you know, he's the number two or number one there right now in San Francisco. Kittle hasn't really been getting the usage that we've seen last year, uh, which is another guy I want to talk about later in buy or sell. Uh, And then tight ends, Will Disley, Jason Witten. uh, I mean, you could pick him up if you need him. You're desperate. I don't really like Jason Witten, but he's been getting it done in a PPR format right now. The problem
2: with that, though, look, here's the problem with that from Witten. He hasn't done much of anything except score those touchdowns, and that's great. You know, you'll take that. Now, I liked him in week one against the Giants because he always torches the Giants, and yeah. he did score. And he scored this week. problem is he's not getting many other receptions or anything uh, for yardage yeah. with that. He gets so no. that yet. scares me. He's never been a big touchdown guy, so I can't see this continuing as an every week type of thing where the only play he's going to get is a touchdown. Yeah. I'm really worried about that. If you're going to invest in him now, I think you're paying for the best.
1: Yeah, you're paying for too much because, you know, he gets no yak. And listen, uh, this is probably the highest he's going to go right here. All right, we'll be right back, Fantasy Football Frenzy on a hump day. Full time
4: fantasy. If you are in a league and all they do is go by record, tell your commissioner now. I know it's more of an off-season discussion, but bring it to his attention. Say, hey, we need to change this. The high-stakes leagues do this. The total points matter more. The schedule is random, man. Right now, you could be sitting in the league with the second most points in the league, and you're all in two. And yeah, it's only two
0: games. Season doesn't end today, but you missed the playoffs. How's that fair? Weekdays 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Did we just become best friends? Yep! The best friends forever. With the Giants announcing they're going to start Daniel Jones' weekend, I couldn't be more excited. I've never seen a collective city it's great.
1: franchise organization
0: seeing the response that drafting Daniel Jones garnered to a complete 180 in a six-month span Great, I love it. All this guy had to do was complete a few passes in the preseason. That's it! We are all in on a Daniel Jones experience, baby! Watch live weekdays, 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern, on Sports Grid and Zumo TV, channel 719.
1: All right, all right, welcome back. Fancy Football Frenzy on a hump deck. Okay,
2: there's a couple things I think we need. We really should get into because it's going to be big topics. Talk to me. Uh, well, in, in New Orleans, you know, it, it, it's... They're not coming out and saying Bridgewater is the starter for week three. We may very well see Taysom Hill as the starter for this team. That's bad for everybody. You know, the the thing is, we just haven't really seen him ever throw in any kind of consistent basis. We know he's, you know, he's a track star. He can do everything else on the field, but we've never seen him throw on a consistent basis. But it really comes down to, you know, Bridgewater didn't look very good last week. And I, hey, look, guy doesn't get throw any tough. reps coming in. Yeah, you know, what, Yeah, when you come off the bench as a backup quarterback, that whole week leading up, you know, you don't get any reps. The, the first team guys getting all the reps, you get nothing. Um, and so, you know, I get that. but And I've always been a big Bridgewater fan, but Pey- Peyton has always been in love with Taysom Hill. Yeah, so I could see him all of a sudden in, in a week ch- trying to change the offense around and making it more Taysom Hill friendly, and you know start putting in some RPO offense and changing it up a little bit. Don't be surprised if that's what happens.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think you might be right. I could see them going back and forth, playing oh QB by <laughs> QB by committee. Matt, like, let's I,
2: hope it doesn't get that bad.
1: I mean, I could see that happening, like Teddy Bridgewater coming in for. A, 70% and then, like, you know, Taysom Hill coming in for these running plays. I don't know. I could see it going a lot of different ways. I like Bridgewater. I think he got thrown into a tough spot. I'm sure he didn't expect to have to come into that game uh, against, you know, NFC champions, uh, LA Rams. Uh, I, I think they should try to stick with Bridgewater. I think that'd be, that'd be the best for everybody in fantasy, I think, too. Because, like, Michael Thomas, what type of hit does he take if Taysom Hill the quarterback?
2: We don't know. We've never seen Taysom Hill throw a lot. George, do you know? George, you know?
3: Well, our job is to sort of uh, make an educated uh, yes hypothesis here. Uh, I don't think Taysom Hill starts. No, I think uh, I think Chris is probably closest to the to right here. I think there'll be some kind of a seventy thirty split. Uh, I don't think Bridgewater would have come back to the Saints if uh, he was told, "Hey, if, uh, Breeze gets uh, gets hurt. You know, we're going to go with Hill, not you." I think Bridgewater was sort of promised this. But that being said. That doesn't mean crap in the offseason. I think it'll be some kind of split. You know, I, I think it'll be horrific for fantasy owners because not only will you not get a full-time starting quarterback, but you're going to take a hit as far as the talent level also. So uh, I think uh, absolutely Michael Thomas takes a hit here. Kamara takes a hit. Uh, Cook uh, takes a hit. They all take a hit. You can't tell me any of these guys is anywhere near as good as Drew Brees. Cook's almost droppable. Uh, you could make an argument that he's droppable. If you only like keeping one tight end on your team and there's someone else out there, tight end is somewhat deep. Uh you can make that argument, sure, that Cook is droppable. Yes, uh, you know
2: the problem I have with that is Cook may become more valuable with a backup than he was with Breeze. The one thing with Breeze is we always knew he loves to spread the ball out and he'll use who's ever on the field at any time. But we may you know, Bridgewater I think targeted Cooks at least five or six times after he came in mm-hmm. and that's a good look for cook that was actually more targets via Bridgewater than he was seeing with breeze so that may actually work out I would hold off on cooks uh, for give it at least another week or so it demand is is definitely talented we saw last year he can put up good numbers mm-hmm. he could easily become you know Bridgewater if Bridgewater is starting valve. yeah he could become his safety valve so I would hold off a little bit on cooks okay that's fair so, um, I always get the Cooks and the Cook and uh, yeah. all of them mixed up. So and, many ah, Cooks. I hate the, all these names <laughs> being crazy. Brandon God Cooks. <laughs> um, so, but what about Michael Thomas? Because I oh, think... yeah, Well, Thomas, of course, any, anybody like that. A, a stud takes a hit no matter what, just like Juju's going to take a hit. Um, all these guys are going to take hits when they go to their second best quarterback just because they're second best for a reason. And you, so, you would so, yeah, just hold? One of them. Or would you look uh, to still, sell? How see the problem with sell now is everybody else has the same feeling you are. So again, you're taking a stud receiver and selling them for cheap. Hey, look, if you got somebody in your league who's a Saints fan or is really in love with Michael Thomas, absolutely try to make a move. But don't sell them cheap. Don't get garbage back like two or three guys that will, you know, only start for you on bye weeks. Yeah. Don't do something like that. If you're gonna get a bona fide, really good solid starter and you know, at least another good solid piece for him. Absolutely make the trade. Outside of that, I don't make that trade.
1: Yeah. I heard, George, were you saying, George, you were trying to say something about the Michael Thomas thing and selling him?
3: You can't sell him. Can't sell him? I mean, well, you sell low. You sell him 75 cents on the dollar. No one's paying full price for him unless someone lives under a rock and doesn't know Drew Brees was hurt. <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe Teddy Bridgewater's family members you could sell him to because don't think Bridgewater's going to play great. <laughs> but, no, you can't sell him. Uh, it's an overreaction. Jim's right. I mean, uh, Smith Shoes is in the same category. So are several other players. When injuries happen... Yeah, you know, it's a shakedown effect. If Thomas is going to feel it, Kamara is going to feel it. The defense is going to play differently now. They're going to assume that you know Bridgewater or Endor Hill can't get the ball to Thomas, not on a regular basis anyway. Uh, so the, this whole offense is going to be uh, different. It's why I, I don't, I don't know what show it was on. I think it was this one. But uh, the Saints are toast. I don't see them making the playoffs now. Yeah, you know, I think they're going, to have, they're going to have a tough time now. Especially if, bru- if Breeze is out eight weeks, and it's going to be, uh, you know, we're going to see him in November. You know, New Orleans, man, bad. I don't know if I can remember a team. Sure, we can't go back. That has had such a terrible run of luck as the Saints. You think about it. With the you refs, to Minnesota. Too, yeah. You lose to Minnesota because you can't uh, you can't tackle. All right, that's your own fault. The refs blow it last year. Uh, yeah, the refs this season have been atrocious. The time thing, the the missed fumble. All I don't right. know how that on That's a joke on Sunday, by the way. That can't happen. You're taught as a ref to let the play run. Replay can oh, fix that. Don't no even problem. get me started on that stupid play. <laughs> like that, that, that's horrific. And now you lose Breeze. I mean, uh, yeah, it's bad luck. Uh, I think it was, uh, I think one of the ESPN shows did a, uh, a thing that, uh, about a voodoo in New Orleans that they think they're cursed. You know what? Maybe they are. <laughs>
1: well, they did, they did win,
3: week, win week one, which could prove
1: to be a huge win for them because they barely pulled that one out. They, quite frankly, the Texans blew that. Uh, they kind of blew it too because Deshaun Watson scored in two seconds with two plays. But um, the division also is kind of weak, okay? Carolina with Cam Newton's issues, doesn't look so great. Tampa Bay offensively doesn't look like the offense we all thought they would look like coming into this season. The only team that's the best team right now in that division is the Falcons, and the Falcons, who, you know, Matty Ice is kind of shaky right now. He's throwing picks left and right. Uh, Devontae Freeman's not running the ball well. So, you know, there is a shot, if Teddy Bridgewater could step it up, that they could make a run for the division. I mean, because the teams just aren't that great. You know, the teams in that division just aren't that great. Uh, but the Steelers th- is the opposite. The Steelers have a very good division, and I don't think they have a shot now. Already
3: 0-2, Mason Rudolph coming in. You think they have a shot for that division? The Steelers think they have a shot. Why else would they make that it's make Fitzpatrick trade? I don't they know. I don't know. Have a shot. <laughs> I think that trade was horrific. I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't get that. I understand you get a good young player for under control for three, four years, but you're 0-2. Your quarterback's down. You've lost Bell. You've lost Brown. This is starting to look like a real bad season, and that pick ended up being top ten, and you just traded it away. I mean, you know, we we can make fun of Miami from here until uh, you know, the end of the season, but that if you're looking for a team that might make a really quick turnaround with all these draft picks, I think they have what 130 million of cap room next year. We talked <laughs> about this yesterday. Yeah, that's a team that can say, "Hey, all right, we want a right tackle. We're signing you. We want a right receiver. We're signing you. We'll get by. We'll get our quarterback number one overall. So we'll take two. I mean. My God, the yeah. Miami Dolphins can be uh, can become real good real quick. I'm not saying next season, but this is this will not be a four four to five year rebuild either.
1: Yeah, no, I mean you're right. Listen, there's a lot of capital for Miami. They have a lot of capital. They could
2: and a lot of draft picks. They
1: have a <laughs> lot of draft picks. They could do a lot. Like football is the one sport where you could change things in one season quickly, go from bad did, to good.
2: The, the one thing I want to say to George's comment about the trade for Pittsburgh though is look Pittsburgh's defense has been playing pretty well to get another player of that caliber that they can slide right into safety as a starter after losing their starter you know if this defense can play step up and play to that next level where they're keeping the team in games then you know they do have enough firepower on that offense with that offensive line to put up enough points to win those defensive battles and let's face it a lot of games in that division come down to defensive battles it's true i i I get you know they gave up a lot for this kid but i think he fills a need that they have right now and if they have any desire at all to make this a a good season i think they're going to have to rely a lot on this defense and it makes sense from that point of view
1: yeah yeah i could see that the move is made so that the defense could keep him in game so that the offense could Make it close and, you know, maybe they'll win some games out of that. But my question is for fantasy owners, right? And I know I'm bringing this back, but what do you do then? You just say, okay, Michael Thomas, Juju jitsu Schuster, I'm just going to hold. I'm going to play them and ride it out and see what happens the next two weeks if they're doing poorly, right? They're not living up to their high price tag. I did, You just have to live with it. Is that what it is? Is there anything? Well, you can't worry about
2: the price tag at this point. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Price tag is out the window, whatever they cost you, they cost you. It really comes down to, like George said, you know, are you going to try and sell them low? And you know, it, it's tough to sell low for guys like, you, could Gigi, buy low. you know, and, and Michael Thomas, um, you, you can absolutely buy low. That's a great idea. Try and go out and get these guys and hope they turn around. These are still star caliber receivers exactly. in the NFL. They're going to get passes from whoever is under center. It just may not be, you know, the efficiency and the number of passes they were getting from the stars, but they're still going to get passes juju is still going to be heavily targeted even if it's by mason rudolph same thing with michael thomas and whoever's under center so again you could absolutely go out there and buy them low if you can get these guys for cheap right now i say go do that but again it depends on which side you're looking at as we just discussed if you can get them low go get them but if you're the one selling them do you want to sell them low and that's the problem
1: exactly you don't know like the value right now is like you know the price take that's what i mean by the price tag. it's like Buying them low. That's why How low are we buying? Him, like you know,
2: it doesn't. That's why it doesn't hurt to float the idea out there. Yeah. Everybody's got different ideas, and there may be somebody out there willing to pay. Maybe he's stacked at running back. Uh, you know, while everybody else is get are dropping, he's got four solid running backs and can only play two. Maybe he's willing to part with one. It's always good to float it out there. Just you don't have to sell if you float it out there.
1: sure Yeah. See what you can do. I mean. I would still want to see if I'm an owner of Michael Thomas or Juju Smith, choose to see how they play under these new quarterbacks for a week or two and then see what type of bites you get out there. Hopefully, they do decent enough to sell or buy. All right, we'll be right back. Fantasy Football Frenzy on a hump day. Nancy Taz, Jim Day, George Kurtz, your boy, The Clothes of Chris Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400.
4: I've lost almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm 57, and I'm back when I was in my 30s. Here's what Dwayne said about Andro 400.
2: This product really works. I'm an old guy, and I don't trust nobody. And I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I couldn't believe it. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It's changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible.
4: Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435, 888-400-0435 andro400.com
0: the window making the trade for minka fitzpatrick with the dolphins yeah they give up their first round pick next year but i think it's a good move just a year ago minka fitzpatrick was the 11th overall pick in the first round out of alabama will the steelers win enough games for that pick to be in the 20s and the late teens i think they will i'd gladly give up a first round pick for a proven commodity in minka fitzpatrick for an unknown in a college football player What's live weekdays 4 to 5 p.m eastern on sumo tv channel 719
1: Great song. Classic rock for Jim Day. Welcome back on Hump Day, Fantasy Football Frenzy. We're in Studio 34 is your boy. Uh, and we're talking about some guys buy or sell. I just got a question. What should we do with my boy Rojo? Now, I know he didn't get touches last week. You know. Uh, Shoot him. I wouldn't drop him, though. So, it depends, right? If, you, if you're desperate and you need running backs and he's your worst player on your roster, yeah, drop him and pick up what you need. But I'm sure Rojo is not a guy that's, you know, most rosters on your bench, you have a lot of guys that are just filling space and they're filling guys that you could, you could put in when you need them. Uh, Rojo could still be a valuable piece later on in the year or even this next week, week four. Uh, if the touches start to go up, if Peyton continues to, you know, have a low yards per carry and not really get it done. You know, I could see the touches going up. He just didn't get the touches. It's not like he performed badly. You know, it'd be one thing if that happened, but... He, he didn't get the
2: touches. He had you know, four in, carries. In a week where everybody expected him to get more touches because he was better the week before, and he ends up getting nothing. He got four. And I, I don't want any part of that backfield. I understand. I, listen, if you don't want nothing to do with it,
1: that's fine. But I just think that, listen eventually this team's going to have they're playing good defense Tampa Bay okay yeah, they're, they're not great. throwing great Jameis is not throwing great yeah. let's put it that <laughs> way to say the least uh and they're going to need a running game if their defense is going to play well throughout the whole year they're going to need a running game to chew clock to if they do have leads to to hold that lead and keep the other offense off the field and I don't think Peyton Barber is that guy I think that Rojo will eventually overtake this guy or at least get to the point where he's getting 15, 12 to 15 touches uh, on a consistent basis. It might not be week three and it might not be week four. It might be week eight. But eventually, I think it's going to happen. Like, you just got to see the future. And it's not a guy you're starting anyway. It's a guy that's on your bench. So you don't need him to do well right now anyway. That's the thing I don't get about a lot of people. Like, they'll just go pick up people and drop these guys that aren't performing right now, but they're on their bench. Like yeah, these are bench guy guys hasn't for a reason.
2: Formed in a year and a half, <laughs> right? Well, last year he well, was. There's a reason here, you know. There's something going on here that we're not seeing. We're not privy to something that is happening on that team in that locker room. Something last but year there was Roso a lot. Is yeah, not, is not showcasing himself. He to me, I agree with you. I think he's the best running back on that team. But you know, if you can't pick up the blitz, uh, if they got to worry about ball security, things like that. It's very hard to get you on the field. It's true.
1: It's true. But uh, I'm just saying that, you know, first of all, running backs are just hard to come by in general. Okay. There's only two or three running backs there. That's it. You know what I mean? It's an Ogunbowale at this point, you could probably drop. Like, I, I just don't yeah, see him getting the usage anymore. <laughs> right. So it's Payne Barber. It's Rojo. And that's what it's going to be all year. There's nobody else that's going to come in and all of a sudden take touches away from them. So you want Someone there—it's like George always says. If the guy's got a pulse and he's on the team, on this team, and he's the starting running back, you're going to want a piece of it,
2: you know. And, even and it's, Galen Balaj.
1: See, I don't know about that. I don't even like Drake uh-huh. anymore.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't
1: even like Drake anymore. That's how you're bad this Miami offense
2: throw, is. Own argument there.
1: <laughs> like I love Drake. That's like one of my favorite running backs in the league. But he's just in a terrible situation until he gets traded somewhere else. You know, what are you doing with Drake? You got to keep him on your bench or whatever. I don't,
2: I, well, maybe you, you get straight into Tampa Bay and you get the best of both worlds. Well, <laughs> no. except for Rojo, which goes away. Yeah,
1: Rojo goes away after that. If Drake goes to Tampa Bay, Rojo goes away, and it is Drake. But for now, I think Rojo's the better running back than Peyton, and eventually he'll give you production. He's on your bench anyway. So uh, it's not like you need you desperately need him to do well right now. You don't.
2: Oh, don't. So let me take it one step further. Are you suggesting to the people that Rojo is a great buy-low right now? It I don't sounds think it's, like that. suggesting. Are you suggesting people should go out and buy Rojo right now? Well, you don't even have to buy him. You could pick him up with waivers. Everybody's okay, been dropping so him. Everybody just pick him up off waivers. He's your number one waiver wire at running back?
1: No, but he is a guy I would roster, quite frankly.
2: Of course you would. You rostered him all last year.
1: I have him everywhere, yeah. Uh, no, last year he was a disaster. Though eventually he was dropped. He's still a starting running back on this team. He's playing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, listen, that's what snaps I'm saying. A lot of your bench two. guys. This is why you have seven bench. There's probably four guys in your bench that aren't doing anything. How, how, you know what I mean?
2: How many snaps did he get in week two?
1: He got four. Well, what do you, I don't know how many snaps. He got four carries. I think
2: you're right. Even I think target. four was the number. I'm not exactly sure myself, but wasn't much more than that. That's no. snaps. That's not even touches. Well, you got to predict the future a little bit. On the
1: you got to predict the future a little bit in fantasy football and in the NFL. Like you got to think that what's eventually going to happen. If you want this guy for the future, he's a filling guy, Rojo. You know, you're not taking him as an RB two and RB three, right? It'd be different when we talk about Michael Thomas and Juju. These are guys you're relying on. You know what I mean? That's why I say, what do you do with these guys now that the quarterbacks are out? But some other guys that I want to talk about, by the way, Juju's wide receiver 33 right now, uh, in PPR formats. Okay, what about Dak Prescott right now? I know I saw you, Jim Day. You paid almost forty-five percent of your one hundred dollar budget on Dak Prescott in the pit league. Uh, you have Russell Wilson, and you say you love Russell Wilson, but it seems like you really went in hard for Dak Prescott. So you believe you're buying Russell Wilson, uh, Dak Prescott, right now?
2: Oh, I have. I, I QB2. always have. I, I have him is very high. Actually, he's going to be my QB one moving forward. I trust him more than Wilson this year just because of the receivers around them and the fact that they still want to run the ball as much as they do. So I, I, I'm buying into the Kellen Moore offense and the way they're they're expanding that offense and yeah. absolutely buying into to Dak Prescott. And I'll tell anybody in that pit league, if they want Russell Wilson, he's for sale.
1: Oh, there you go. He's selling Russell Wilson. He's got his Dak Prescott. What I meant by QB2 is Dak Prescott is Q, QB2 on the year so far.
2: Oh, that way, yes. Sir. Yeah, I got you. QB two on the year, so. Look, to, to see what, what I don't get is, why the heck was he on waivers? I just, I went to look at the waivers. And I'm like, whoa, Dak? <laughs> Hell, heck yeah, I'll take him. But Come so much over, money. Over. You paid a lot. I don't lot care. For a quarterback. I don't care. This guy's going to be an excellent quarterback all year with this offense. Well, I hope you're I, right. That's what I'm, I'm saying. i you right now. I've changed all my predictions of the NFC conference this year. I don't think there's anybody stronger than Dallas. Wow.
1: Wow. He likes Dallas. I have him win the division. I don't like those Eagles. Right now, I don't trust going to the Super
2: Bowl. Unless they have massive injuries, I can't see anybody stopping this team.
1: I could see the Vikings beating them up.
2: Nah, I can't. Um, They'll pick the Vikings apart.
1: Yeah, I
2: know. They'll pick the Vikings apart. That's one of the best defenses in the league right now. I agree. They would take the Vikings apart because they would attack in, in so many different ways. He's buying Kellen Moore
1: and- as offensive coordinator. I like it. All right, listen. Hey, Dak Prescott is QB2 on the year so far. And the reason why he's out there is because QB is so deep, though. You know, everybody has a pretty decent QB, uh, you know, out there right now. You could even buy or sell, George, Matt Stafford. He's right. He's QB5 right now, Matt Stafford.
3: Well, I don't know if anybody's buying him or selling him for that, Now He was a QB2 coming in, huh? You know? Mid-range QB, two with that. So, well, hey, if I have him and somebody wants to buy him for me, give me something good, I'll sell him in a heartbeat. Well, I'm
1: saying um, buyers sell in the sense, like, do you think that he's going to do this the rest of the way or do you think that he's going to fall no. off a cliff?
3: He's an average quarterback. Yeah. You I, know, I, don't, I don't, I wouldn't pay anything for him. For, you know, if you guys trying to sell me Stafford, no thanks. Uh, except if you want to get If you have him and someone wants to give you anything for him, you sell him. You know, he's not going to keep this up. The, the weapons aren't there. Yeah. Uh, so, and no, no. Not, Stafford used to be a very good fantasy asset. I know many times he used to have him as a, one it was of those guys rounds el- passing. Yeah, right. Round eleven, round twelve. You just grab Matt Stafford. He was always there uh, back before quarterback was as deep as it uh, as it is now. I used to love to have Stafford. Mm-hmm. Now, not so much. Not so much. So, uh, no. Uh, Stafford is a sell.
1: Yeah, I'm with you with that. Uh, he's not going to be QB five the rest of the way, Jim. You make you're on board with that too.
2: Oh yeah, I definitely agree with that. I don't think. Uh, He's going to continue to throw that much. Uh, and I know they got rid of C.J. Anderson, but then they went and got Paul Perkins at the Giants drop. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it it I don't know what they're thinking about. They say they want to be a run-first team, and uh, so far we haven't seen it. they got got plenty of weapons in the passing game. They continue to go that way, and Stafford could, you know, we've seen him be that good as long as he throws, you know, 40-plus times a game. He can put up those kind of numbers and be a great fantasy quarterback. Right. But the team keeps swearing they want to run more and more, and yet we haven't seen that yet.
1: Right. Well, the C.J. Anderson cut, I think, bodes well for uh, Kerryon Johnson, who I'm buying, uh, I would assume. I don't know. I heard you were worried about Kerryon Johnson, Jim Day, but I would buy Kerryon Johnson right now. I think he's going to start lighting it up more and more, get more volume. He's been getting volume. It's just that, you know, the production hasn't been great. He did have that touchdown. which was a little like
2: 12 karen's. I want to see this guy getting 20 carries.
1: Yeah, well, at least 15 to 20. 15 to 20 carries you should get a game. Uh, and it's not like Detroit's getting blown out or anything. It's, uh, they were in a tight matchup with the Chargers the whole game. Uh, you know, they held them down pretty well. So what about Chris Carson, George? You Right now he's RB9. He did to have the two fumbles last week, and we saw Penny start getting involved a lot more. And let's face it, Penny is the more dynamic, versatile back. Uh, Carson is just a plotter. He's a guy that's going to go right up the middle and, and you know, he's going you could pound the rock with him, but I don't think he's as talented as a penny. So I'm buying penny and I'm selling Chris Carson. What about you?
3: The quickest way to lose your job as a running back in the NFL is well, it's one, it's one of two ways. One, don't pick up the blitz and get your quarterback making $9 million a snap, get him sacked and get him hurt. That'll get you out of there real quick. The second way is putting the ball on the ground. So, uh, yeah, I pay, certainly paid attention to Carson fumbling a couple of times last week. But I also paid attention to the end of the game, when they needed to run the ball mm-hmm. and they needed that final yard, yard and a half to uh, you know eat the clock and keep the ball and keep the ball out of Pittsburgh's hands to win the game, clinch the game. They went with Carson, not Penny. Yeah, that tells you something. It means Carroll hasn't lost confidence yet. He may be on his way, but he hasn't lost it yet. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think Penny is someone if he's on, available on your waiver wire, you want to grab him. If for some reason he's out there, uh, you he can shouldn't grab be. Him. He shouldn't be. But I, you never. I know think
2: both doing. guys have value did. I'm with George. Yeah. I mean, Carson is still their number one um, uh, right now. Uh, you know, another he puts it on the ground again, Then that may change in a hurry. But for right now, he's still the number one. Freeman will get involved. He'll get involved in the passing game, which will help his value. And, you know, Carson is supposed to be catching a few his way as well. So I think this is definitely a case where both of these guys can have fantasy value. One is a, a running back, too. The other one has a nice flex option.
1: Yeah. uh, First of all, the Carson is going to get, you know, targets thing. That's like when the Giants said, oh, yeah, we don't want to bring Daniel Jones in the whole season. Week three, Daniel Jones is in the game. I don't believe any of that nonsense with the Carson thing. I don't think he's a good pass catcher. He's just not. I think Penny's the better one. He should get all the targets. Penny
2: is the better one. Nobody's going to argue that, but Carson isn't bad. He can catch. Yeah, Um, average. He, he had uh, a couple, he had six receptions in game, first game of the year. He did. But yeah, I mean, so tell why he can't catch.
1: I mean, anyone could get six receptions I'm, in a game. Oh, oh, you know? anyone
2: can get six. Hey, George. Eric Henry could have George. four catches. Can get six receptions in a game, George. How often does it happen for running backs?
3: That's 96 catches a year. Uh, I'll take that. He's not going to do that yeah, every really. week, though. Uh, I'll no, take he's that. not
2: going to do that every week, but neither <laughs> is
3: Royce Freeman. So, you know... Kick that
2: he can't catch crap to the curb because everybody used to say that about Zeke Elliott too. Guess what? He can freaking catch. No,
1: Zeke could catch. Zeke was able to catch. He was underrated. Carson plus six yeah.
2: freaking balls. What do you I mean? Uh, no, Chris.
3: Listen, no, I'm saying
1: listen, if that. you have a if you have a prolific pass catcher in a running back in Penny, why would you target the less prolific one in Carson? That's my thing. Like, why well, target Carson? Better-
2: early down running back, and the fact that he can be versatile enough to catch passes gives him an edge. You know, when you get Freeman into the game, uh, you know, Freeman, I'm sorry. Penny. When you get Penn to the game, you know, everybody's assuming pass. When you have Carson in there, you can go both ways. Uh, Penny could run a little bit too, so I wouldn't,
1: you know, I wouldn't that's sleep on that.
2: The, they can't stop away from Carson yet.
1: All right, well, that's Fantasy Football Frenzy on a hump day. George Kurtz, Jim Day, your boy, The Closer, Chris Venture BFFs are up next. Catch us next time. We got you. Start sit tomorrow.
0: DailyRoto.com guides you to victory as you swing for the fences playing daily fantasy baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a fan duel or DraftKings tournament. Or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today.
4: to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435, 888-400-0435, andro400.com.
0: I'm going to miss you. (laughs) Here's what you missed on Fantasy Football Frenzy. I
1: didn't want it to end. (laughs) Alvin Kamara lost his quarterback. I feel like his value dropped a little bit because of that. Christian McCaffrey might lose his quarterback this week. And he's just been ineffective. Saquon Barkley is and having a change made, of he, guard.
2: Wait, he may Christian McCaffrey may get a bonus involved <laughs> with this quarterback coming in, yeah, because you know it, it may get him more involved. Let's say, he can't play any worse than Cam did.
1: That's true. I mean, Cam has been awful this year so far. So that's true. I mean, he needs to get himself right, or you know, this could be good for fantasy owners. You might be right, but like we, like I said, running backs. It's tough. It's tough out there. So you know. That's why you don't really want to pay up for too many of them. I don't like going running back, running back, running back in the first three rounds for this reason. But I digress. James Conner looks to be ready for week three. That's good news for James Conner owners and Pittsburgh Steelers, of course. Uh, Shanahan hinted that Jeff Wilson is the preferred red zone running back. Uh, I'm not quite sure how he hinted at that, but Jeff Wilson, there's three running backs there now. And Tevin Coleman's going to come back eventually. I mean, I know a lot of people, I've seen Tevin Coleman out in the waiver wires. Uh, who do you trust here? You, you got Morstead looked great last week. He was like RB2, RB3. Uh, Brita looked good as well. I mean, any, any running back in the system does well. Shanahan does well with them. But what do you make of this situation in San Francisco now? If Jeff Wilson's going to be a red zone threat, George, uh, you know, who's the guy to own here? Or is there a guy to own here?
3: Or all oh, it's three? it's frustrating. I mean, you guys just talked about it. It's frustrating in most of the uh, places we're going to go talk about. Right, they all have uh, more than one back. Oh, this guy's going to be the short yardage guy. This guy's going to be the the, tw- uh, the 20s guy. That's just the way it is. This guy's going to catch the ball. This guy's the first and second down guy. It's it's like this all throughout the NFL. It's uh, almost like it's a it's a game of trying to guess right here. Uh, listen, I still rather have Breida because I'm not going to count on a rushing touchdown. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's going to happen most weeks, or, or a shot at it. But he's not going to get sixteen touchdowns, one a game. Right, no, very, very few running backs get that. So I'm not going to bank on that week in and week out against mm-hmm. bad teams. But a good matchup, sure, maybe then I would. If I had to only choose one out of Wilson and Breida, and I had them both, maybe then I'd go to Wilson. But I'm going to take them with uh, definitive points and go with the better player. And in my mind, that's Breida.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, Breida to me is the best back there. Uh, still looks good. I, like I said, uh, I think anybody could really look good here. But you got three running backs. I honestly think that in this situation, in most cases, I would say get take the lead runner and forget the rest. But like, I I, I think all three should possibly be owned here in most leagues, unless you're in a shallower, shallower league. Um, I would own all three if I can, uh, at least as backup some of these guys, Jeff Wilson, Raheem Morstead. I mean, you could even plug in Raheem Morstead. I mean, he was RB2, RB3 last week. So uh, there's a lot of fantasy gold in San Francisco right now.